0: Good morning, everyone. This is Marvin Thompson, uh, financial planner, owner and CEO of Great River Investments, Um, also host of the Marvin Knows Finances Show. So thank you for tuning in this morning and uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, We're going to take a few minutes um, this morning to talk about um, big purchases that uh, people want to make, but really you shouldn't. But if you do, what do you do? And so forth. So thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in. And for all your listeners on Google Podcasts and Spotify, don't forget to click that subscribe button. It's very important to me. If you prefer to see a video of this show, please check out my YouTube channel, Marvin Knows Finances, and click subscribe there as well. Uh, Just like the last and every time, I have to take care of a little business before I get moving too far forward to please my compliance department. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered representative with Brokers Financial Member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. Okay, so pretty excited about today's podcast. It's, it's kind of a fun one, um, you know, because as we were, um, as we grow up, you know, We always want that newest thing, that biggest thing. Um, I relate back to when my children uh, were younger, you know, they always wanted the newest video game systems. And I think that philosophy kind of continues into our adulthood as the uh, cost and quality of our things increase. However, some of the items you desire as an adult should be given some pretty serious thought before you purchase it. But you know what? Life Life is short. You know, we have to treat ourselves a little bit. So if you do decide to buy some of these things that we're going to talk about today, um, I just wanted to give you some advice on what you should do and how you should approach it. Okay. so a lot of my clients come to me with questions about timeshares. Now, I did some research on timeshares. Um, I personally don't own one. I have a number of friends and clients who do. And I came across an article from Forbes Advisor. um, That's the name of the uh, periodic written by Amy Fontenelle and Jordan Tarver. So I'm gonna give them credit for the information that I'm about to talk about because really it did come from their article. Um, Their article did a really good job of diving deep into timeshares and the pros and cons of them. Okay. So first, let's discuss what a timeshare is. A timeshare is really a lifetime commitment. Now think about that, a lifetime commitment to paying for annual trips to the same resort or family of resorts, okay? You prepay or finance a lump sum upfront plus annual maintenance fees. Um, that can get kind of expensive we're gonna talk a little about that. Upgrade or exchange fees apply if you want to stay somewhere different than what you originally paid for. And I kind of find the concept of timeshares be pretty complicated as there are different types of contracts and how they work also varies quite a bit. All right, so how much does a timeshare cost? Well, timeshares depend on a number of factors. Who did you buy it from? Did you buy it directly from the resort itself? Did you um, buy it on a resale type purchase for somebody else? Um, That's probably the big thing. Um, There are financing costs. Uh, What are the annual dues and what are the exchange fees? Also, I need you to keep in mind that if you want to change the location or type of a big, type of vacation that you'd want to go on, uh, you may have to pay an annual fee. So what I like to say is this, you know, people get these promotions in the mail, you know, come spend the weekend at our resort. All you need to do is spend an hour listening to the presentation and so forth. Um, The resorts are usually beautiful, folks. Um, They're top of the line. Uh, The timeshare people realize what they have. You know, they got a lot of money invested into the design of the building, uh, the location of the building and so forth. So when you go to one of these presentations, you have to understand that the presentation, although it's free to stay there that weekend, it does come at a little bit of a cost because the cost is gonna be your time, the time that you spend at the presentation. And then of course you are going to sit down with one of their sales representatives and talk a little bit about um, what the resort is, uh, what are they offering you and so forth, okay? So let's talk about some pros of the uh, timeshare. All right. so pros of the timeshare uh, you may be guaranteed time at your home resort every year which is pretty cool you know if you truly find a place that you like to visit every year um, that's not that's not a bad deal okay the the thing is is that um, in the beginning it might seem fun to go to the same resort every year but resorts like everything else tend to age and as you age you might not like it as much so that you know that's that's a pro but it might become a negative later on. Um, Some timeshare companies, programs, whatever you want to call them, are points-based systems, which may allow you to bank or borrow points when you want to skip a year or splurge. Um, That's all good, that's a pro. Uh, You may have partner resorts you want to visit. If you get hooked up with one of the bigger uh, timeshare companies, you actually may be able to skip uh, the resort you're normally going to and go to a different property, which I think is kind of neat too. Um, Properties are more luxurious in amenities and space. So, like I said, I don't own a timeshare personally, but I've been to places that do offer the timeshare programs into them. And like I said, the locations are always wonderful. Um, You're usually in a very nice place with very nice accommodations, with very good food service. Um, So it may be a pro for you in that aspect. Um, Timeshares might be just something like a camping place. You know, you might be able to go to a resort and hang out by the lake and bring your boat or something like that. So that's all really nice. And of course, with timeshare programs, a lot of the local businesses that are not affiliated with the timeshares, uh, they may actually offer additional discounts on some local attractions, uh, some restaurants, um, you know, some just vacationy hotspots that you might want to visit. All right. Now that we've kind of addressed the pros, let's talk a little bit about the cons. All right. The biggest con is you may not be guaranteed specific dates. Um, A lot of times families want to take vacation in the summer, of course, when the kids are done with baseball or softball and they have a little two-week window. Um, you got to be careful in your contract that you are guaranteeing specific dates that work for you. All right. Um, Not all timeshare contracts guarantee that. So it's just something to be cautious of. Um, If you are using a point-based system, You may find that you have more than enough needed in terms of your points to stay where you're at, but on the other hand, you may find you don't have enough, which then in order to get more points, you have to, once again, spend more money to buy the points or figure out a way to trade them um, within the timeshare system, okay? Aggressive salesmen in the presentations may make it unclear what the actual costs are. So once again, I've never sat through a presentation of timeshare, um, what the timeshare system is like. And once again, every single company that sells timeshares is really kind of, they're different. They're different in how they do it. They're different in what their costs are. They're different in what their amenities are and so forth. So when you sit down, you have to understand that these salesmen are really good um, at what they do. And you have to make sure that if you decide to do this, that it is um, definitely in your best interest as to how you're going to do it, okay? Um, another con that I find with clients who have been in there for a while and have changed their mind, timeshares are difficult to sell. You know, generally, you're, there's not a big place out there uh, where you can just go and t- sell your timeshare and there are people just willing to give you checks for what you signed up for. So be real cautious on, you know, if you go to sell it, how are you going to get out of it? Um, because it might be pretty difficult to sell. I think you can go online, Uh, Never done this personally, just heard about it. And you can go online and what you see is timeshare selling for a dollar just for people to get out from underneath them. Because once again, they're they're lifetime contracts and they're kind of, they tend to be a little bit difficult. Okay. Um, And then the big con, which I think is, is maintenance fees tend to increase annually. Now, I don't blame the timeshare companies one bit because timeshare companies are a business owner. That's the bottom line. They own businesses and they have fees they need to cover. Um, they have labor costs, uh, things like fertilizer to keep the grounds up, uh, food costs, all that stuff tends to go up. So uh, be prepared, <coughs> excuse me, that if you're if you're in a timeshare contract, uh, be prepared for those maintenance fees to increase. I don't know if it's annually, but I would say fairly frequently. All right. So let's say that in the past, you have decided to go ahead and um, get into a timeshare. You went ahead and did it. Um, you're happy about it but now you're thinking to yourself, why did I do this? Um, it's becoming more and more expensive, my time is getting limited, and I wanna get rid of it, all right? So in a lot of contracts, and I don't know if it's every one or not, but timeshare contracts have something called a right of rescission. A right of rescission basically says that you have three to 10 days to cancel after you purchase a timeshare if you change your mind. Now, basically that's when you went to the presentation, You spent the weekend at the resort, you're looking at yourself now in the mirror going, Why did I do that? That's a pretty much an immediate thing. You know, the right of rescission has to be canceled within three to 10 days if you change your mind. All right. If you're past that period of time, you can also contact the timeshare company to see what their process is or program is all about when it comes to taking it back. All right. Um, So get the timeshare company to take it back. It might be a little difficult. Uh, The timeshare company may not offer that. um, So that's just something you want to consider. Um, You can rent out your timeshare. Uh, Once again, this is probably going to be contract specific with the timeshare company itself. But if you have some friends or family who are looking for a vacation spot and maybe you can't go uh, to your uh, destination resort uh, this year, you can look into possibly renting it out. Now, you're still going to own the timeshare, but at least it will help with some of the offset of cost of what you're paying on a year basis. Um, And finally, um, you can hire somebody to get you out of it. Um, I would say that in the current economy right now, there are probably a lot of people looking to get out of it. And I know there are businesses uh, set up to specifically get you out of timeshare contracts. Um, I have never dealt with them. I don't know anything about them. I don't have any recommendations to make. But if you're in a timeshare right now and you need to get out of it, um, I know you can go hire a company, an outside company to get you out of it. So just some advice. Uh, Not really, I guess, but it's just, just something for you to consider. Okay. All right. So we've talked a little bit about timeshares. What's another big purchase that most people want to make, but in reality they shouldn't do it. Um, The next one on my list is new cars. Now, in fairness of full disclosure, I am totally guilty of buying new cars. I bought a number of them through the years, uh, everything ranging from cars for my daughter to uh, pickup trucks for myself and things like that. So um, for a short period of time, um, over the last couple of years, uh, used cars were costing almost as much as a new car and it actually made more financial sense when you considered the warranty and the price difference and so forth. So. And just an example, you might find a car with twenty five thousand miles on it, and or a brand new car. Now, the twenty five thousand mile car uh, maybe only had a limited warranty. Maybe there's only you know five thousand miles on it or eleven thousand miles left on it, whatever. Um, but you could also look at this new car that had zero miles and had a thirty thousand dollar or thirty five thousand mile warranty on it. Um, and then you would look at the price difference. <clears throat> you were like, hmm, you know for a few thousand dollars more, I could get the brand new car. So that was kind of my thought process behind um, buying the new cars. Um, And it may have been yours too. Um, For me, it was more of a peace of mind thing. But in reality, it was probably not the best financial choice. And I openly admit that. So why is that? Um, Brand new cars lose the most value in the first year. You know, We've all heard about, well, the minute you drive off the lot, it's worth half as much as it was because you know, you can't sign a papers on a new car, drive it off the lot, turn around, drive it back into the lot and say, I'm changing my mind. They will not give you the same money that you just spent. So a car can lose up to 20% of its value in the first year. And over the first five years falls to around 40% or more of the original price. So keep that in mind. Now, being is that I do like new cars, here's the stipulation. If you are debt free, and we've talked about being debt free a hundred times on this program, um, if you are debt-free, have a totally funded emergency fund, three to six months of living expenses, set aside in a safe, secure, um, uh, lack of a better term, investment vehicle, and you are putting 15% into retirement savings, then feel free to pay cash for a new car. Remember what I said: feel free to pay cash for a new car. Um, in reality, you are better putting. You are better off putting the funds towards a slightly used car and pay less for the vehicle. In other words, let somebody um, take the depreciation hit on the the front side, and then you don't have to worry about that so much. Um, So feel free to buy new cars. Um, New cars are wonderful to drive. They provide peace of mind. But realistically, you have to be in a financial position to pay cash for it. And um, that can be challenging for some people, all right? Remember, we do not promote debt on this on this show. So, if you're going to buy a new car and you're going to have to take out a loan to do it, not not a great thing. Not a great thing. So, all right. The next thing is um, toys, and I just kind of classify toys in a in a general sense here: um, boats, RVs, snowmobiles, jet skis, and so forth. So, where I live, uh, these are very popular items. Uh, we live in a more of a rural area and of course owning a boat when we live on the mississippi river is very popular owning snowmobiles when you can get out in the cornfields and the bean fields in the wintertime and fly around is fun jet skis are fun and so forth so once again where i live these are very popular items but when you live in an environment where for the most part you can only use these quote-unquote toys for a limited number of months it doesn't really make good financial sense to own them all right from an entertainment point of view these are exactly what people want around here. Um, we can always justify it in Southeast Iowa saying, hey, it's for my farm or I need it and so forth. So if you are considering a purchase one of these items, consider um, consider just these few facts, OK? Or these few questions. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. How many months of the year can I use them? In Southeast Iowa, uh, we can basically use our boats at the most five to six months. And that's when we get an early spring and a late winter. Um, so how many months of the year can I use a boat for me here? It never made it never made financial sense to do it. Because um, basically, if I'm buying a boat, um, I have something sitting there for six months out of the year that just collects snow and really doesn't ever move. Now, it doesn't really cost me anything if I paid cash for it to have it sit there. And in the few months that I can use them, it does provide entertainment. But realistically, it's not, doesn't make a lot of financial sense to to buy something that costs thousands and thousands of dollars only to be able to use it for part of the year. So that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, will I use them as often as I expect to? Um, realistically, no. Uh, people, when they buy their toys, it's amazing how often they use them in the first few weeks. And then something weird happens. It's called life. Um, suddenly you become busy with things for your kids or uh, I'm traveling for work or, Um, the weather is bad, you know, so we're going to take those five to six months that we might be able to use them and we're going to condense that even more. So, will I use them as often as I expect to? Realistically, probably not. And I think what happens is over time, people start to say, Okay, um, this maybe was not a great purchase, it was enjoyable. I had it now, it's just kind of a pain in the butt. I'm paying insurance, I'm paying registration fees, and so forth. Um, are there any other alternatives such as a one time rental? Uh, you know. I don't know of any place locally here where you can just rent a boat as an example, or rent um, snowmobiles or rent jet skis. We don't really have those in our areas. I know as you get into the more uh, bigger cities down in the South where maybe uh, you can, you can use these things more frequently. There are some rental places for vacationers and so forth. And you know, this is, this is a good option for you because if you um, really have a desire to go jet skiing, for example, or go out onto a lake, or whatever. Um, check into the one-time rental option. It might cost you a few hundred bucks to do this over a period of a week or whatever when you're on vacation, but I think you will see that the financial benefit of that um, is a lot better than paying those um, monthly monthly installments if you happen to finance it, which once again you know, we don't recommend, or paying the insurance and stuff like that. So consider that um, as an, as an alternative at least. Okay. So here are some questions that I, um, I want you to ask yourself before making any sort of large purchase. Okay. So the first one is, is it a want or a need? And I, when I wrote this out, I kind of laughed at myself and like, well, obviously it's not a need. Um, all these things we're talking about today are simply wants, you know, we don't need a timeshare. We don't need a boat. We don't need an RV, but it's something that we want. So some big purchases are necessary, uh, a new roof for chance or a water heater. Um, but purchases like a boat or timeshares, once again, are just simply wants. And as usual, when the want first comes to your brain and becomes an all-consuming thoughts, you're like, oh, I need this right now. It's mine. I have to have it. Um, it's going to make my life so much more enjoyable if I have this toy. Um, give yourself some time. And that's the hardest part. It's human nature. You know, give yourself some time to research your options and decide on the following. Okay. How much can you afford to spend? How much can you afford to spend? You have to review your budget. Uh Uh-oh, we brought up the word budget again. We've only talked about that a hundred times too in the past. Simply making a purchase without reviewing your budget can lead to overspending. Overspending can lead to debt. And once again, we do not promote debt on this show debt leads to more problems down the road and so forth. How do you plan to pay? It's another question you need to ask yourself. Um, Cash is always the best option. You know, if you've done a good job budgeting, if you've done a good job saving, you might have a chunk of change sitting there that you can just go out and pay cash and everything's great. You have your toy, you've researched it, you found yourself a good deal. But, and also remember if you pay cash, you will not have any financing charges or any debt. So that's a real big positive right there. If you feel this is something you need to do in order to get this this want, then you will want to talk to your banker about loan options. So if you can't pay cash and you desperately have this desire to get this because it's gonna improve your life so much, talk to your banker about loan options. Um, Credit cards are never an option in this. Um, I know we've gone over credit cards too. And a lot of people will say, look, I've got the cash to pay for it. So I'm going to use my credit card to get the points and so forth. Just remember, in a past podcast, we did say that no one ever got rich from credit card points. It's a dangerous game when you're taking your credit card and you're financing uh, a, a purchase like a jet ski or whatever, because what happens if you can't pay it off? All right. If you've done proper planning and you have the money sitting there, that should not be a problem. But as uh, Mr. Ramsey likes to talk about Murphy's law, it will come back to bite you in the butt if you're not careful. Okay. So what money saving options are there? So I like this one because um, there's always money saving opportunities somewhere. The people who seem to always get the good deals are the ones who actually sit back, give it time and do their research. All right. Are there any money saving opportunities? I don't think there's coupons for boats and things like that, but You know, you can Google search for coupons for other large purchase items or even download a browser extension like Honey or Capital One Shopping, Um, and you can also hold off until there is a big sale. Um, Big purchase items don't have to be RVs or boats or timeshares. Big purchase items could be new furniture for the living room. So check for Memorial Day or other holiday sales and just, like I said, do your research because we want these things, we need these things, so we say. And um, it's it's important that you do treat yourself for all the hard work and all the good budgeting work you've done and so forth. So um, to kind of close the show today, let's just kind of talk about this real quick. Um, Everybody wants to have nice things. It, It started when we were younger. It's ingrained to us. You know, we see our friends with the nice shoes. We see our friends with the nice video games. And bottom line is, for the most part, we work hard and then we want to play hard, which is totally fine. Um, and like I said before, I am just as guilty as everyone when it comes to some of these items that we covered today. If you are in a financial position where you can pay cash and avoid debt, then buy the toys and enjoy them to the fullest. If you are not in a position to pay cash, keep working toward your goals to get debt free and save for these big ticket items. All right. You may find that by the time you have enough cash sitting there to pay for it, that um, the, 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 the desire, I guess is a lack of a better term, the desire or the want is really not as strong as it was. And of course, always, you can talk to me or your certified financial planner for advice on how to reach these goals. So thank you for listening today. I want to hear from you. So please reach out to me by giving me a call at 319-576-2264 or visiting my website at www.greatriverinvestments.com and going to the contact us section of the site. I will be in touch with you shortly to discuss our next steps together. Thank you very much and have a good day.